I'm singer-songwriter Byron Gold and you're listening to Mind Your Business with Nicolette Wilson-Clark, master coach to creative entrepreneurs. I'm catching a wave, I'm on the sun, no way. Hello and welcome to Mind Your Business. It's Friday, I'm Nicolette, and it's really lovely to be here. I've got Danny Lou Carr with me today. Hello, Danny. Straight in today. Hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm windswept, but I'm good. Yeah, I know. It's really windy in London today. It is. And overnight. Yeah. And Spooky. It, it's kind of autumnal, I think is the word you used. Yeah, autumnal. <laughs> and I like the autumn. It yeah, feels like, like a time it. of change, winds of change. It does. It's definitely been blown in. So today, we're actually talking about resilience today, resilience. We talked about self-esteem last week, in particular compassion, and how to build compassion within developing your self-esteem. If you haven't listened to it, do go to Mixcloud, Embodied Entrepreneur, and catch it there. And if you do like what you hear, number one, share the love, and number two, well, that could be number one, follow so that you can get all the updates as and when they are posted. Now, Danny Lucar, personal impact, communications, and creativity specialist. She's here once again because I wanted her to unpick and get, shed some light on her expert perspective on resilience. So Danny, let's mm-hmm. fire away. <laughs> What's your understanding of resilience? Resilience is being able to weather the inevitable changes of life because their life is full of changes and they're often unpredictable. So being able to weather them, having the flexibility, building the flexibility to, to do that without breaking or being you know, permanently damaged. Like sometimes change can be difficult, yeah. but resilience allows us to, to bend and flex and accommodate that change whilst keeping ourselves relatively okay. Yeah, so beautifully put and uh, a real wonderful overview of what I'm going to be sharing today. So thank you for that, Danny. And I'd love your input as I start chatting. So um, what I've discovered resilience is, is is supporting what Danny said. It's one's ability to actively and often quite creatively survive, Mm -hmm. uh, facing life's adversities head on. And I think something that we often forget is the restoring and the repairing from what you've perceived as actual harm. And Mm. I say that about your own perception of it because it it can be mental harm and it can be your perception of physical harm. And if we think of an example, uh, for example, a performer may have a bad interaction with a director or a casting agent or manager, even a fellow cast member, and they might perceive that as harm perceived Mm -hmm. mental harm Mm -hmm. Um, or they might actually injure themselves physically which would be actual physical harm and neither is right or wrong good or bad in fact they're all actually a part of life's experiences we're going to go through them Mm -hmm. it's how do you bounce back for them that's the resilience that we want to talk about and really understand how we can build it and often determined by the individual's understanding of their support and their beliefs and their behavior. So learning how to cope with change, as Danny quite rightly said, and unpredictable outcomes is a powerful asset to a growing individual. So imagine someone who's a child growing into an adult, never mind an adult battling through careers and relationships and different changing communities. 
I want to talk about developing resilience. Psychologists are fast realizing how having strong resilience can impact on an individual's life. It can improve physical health, maximize performance, it can prevent depression, and it can enhance relationships. And when we develop resilience, we're able to face life's curveballs head on with absolute grace. And often we think things will happen to someone else, whether they're good or bad. And uh, resilience helps us face up with what's happening and to move on from it. And as we build resilience, you build a greater defense against future incidences. Anything to add, Danny? Lots. There's um, one of the most liberating things I came across, and this was a few years ago. I did a, I did a workshop. And what came to light in this workshop was the concept that life's not fair. Mm. accept it life's just not fair it's not always fair and there was something I don't know whether it was the timing of me getting that or, or what it was but there was something when I heard that that made me just let go of so much and it ties back to what we were talking about last week when we talked about perfection and our concepts of what you know being perfect and have everything in place mm -hmm. so that we can like be in charge of our lives and if we can get our heads around the fact that yeah that's great but nothing is ever permanent and things will always move and things will always be predictable and in fact the one constant is change yeah then then that's incredibly freeing actually and the fact that life isn't fair and everyone has their version of what that is and that's that's just been alive and that's okay you know it is and i think that buddhists interpret that as suffering mm -hmm. you know we're here we will suffer mm -hmm. it's going to happen mm -hmm. and it's not the suffering that is the issue it's how you come back from that how you interpret it how it changes adjusts you know bends you yeah. into who you're going to be yeah and there's a lovely it, absolutely there's a lovely nelson mandela quote which is you know i i don't i don't fail i either succeed or i learn yeah and and i that goes straight into life definitely for me i i was someone who used to take things very personally you know if things didn't work out it was a, oh poor me why me a little mm -hmm. bit of victim mentality which is okay for a little while mm. And then it came to the point where I was like, actually, the, you know, I guess as you go through life, those are the times where you learn the most. And that's the time where you grow. And they're the, you know, can sound very cliched, but it's absolutely true. And almost being grateful for the adversity yeah. can be incredibly empowering. And going, okay, where's the lesson? What can I learn? And, and keeping a sense of humor, you know? <laughs> it's like, one of the things I talk about today. It's so important. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, you know, I've been through phases for sure as a freelancer where I've been inundated with work and stressed and going, oh my God, I'm juggling everything. And then I've been through phases where I'm like, oh, there's no work. It's the feast or famine thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and all I'll do when I'm quiet with work is I'll, I'll, go, to my, I'll go to my local gym and I will... I will train and train and train and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh, and laugh um, because that keeps me going. You know, well, that's like breathing. that's like you're building resilience, though. It is in preparation for when it does get more yeah. challenging and totally. things are thrown at you. And I'm a, I'm a big advocate of of doing physical stuff, yeah. to help the mental stuff. Completely. You were talking about you know at one point you were a bit victim like, mm. and I was curious about where did that come from because we don't come out of the womb like that. Well, I think we pick up people's narratives around that and, you know, people around us and, you know, that could be family, it can be community, it can be school, it can be work, you know, whatever. Uh, it would be very easy to apportion blame to particular people, but I think it was just in the environment for me a little too much when I was like, yeah, poor me, or why is it always me? And actually, 
when I start to look <laughs> look beyond my own nose and realize that actually <laughs> everyone has their version of this. It was everything changed. It was a total game changer. But I had to learn. I went through a lot of kind of personal hardship. Mm. And probably in my early 30s, I sort of pulled my head out and went, ah, oh, hang on. I could look at this all differently. Yeah. But it did take me that long, if I'm being absolutely honest. It's a process. Yeah. And nothing happens before it's time. It's true. So obviously when it happened, you were ready for it. Yeah, it's true. And, I, and I've learned the most out of it. I'm now grateful for all of it because, it, you know, there, there are the lessons. And I wouldn't be doing this work if it hadn't happened. No. So how do you work with clients regarding resilience? Bit by bit. You know, you, know, you can't build resilience in a day. You can't build anything in a day. No bit by bit and and getting them to understand first of all their patterns of thinking okay and where they came from and then starting to offer alternative viewpoints okay what if what if what if this was the case what if, what if you looked at this from a different angle what if you put a different lens on this mm. and playing around with that creatively i mean you mentioned being creatively resourceful mm-hmm. you know if you can put a different lens on things and and look at it in a different way it will immediately move your your brain you know we talk about the neuroplasticity of the brain you start to put different lenses on things that can be key in terms of building resilience it can it brings in the curiosity as well isn't Mm. it there's wonderful questions what if and how if and yeah it's all those exactly and and it pushes your brain into places sometimes where it might not habitually go and that that is a really key thing in terms of resilience and, and getting past the limiting beliefs that we also pick up. Yes. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, this is going to be hard. Mm. Oh, it's going to be so tiring. And it's like, well, is it? Is it really? Maybe it's going to be amazing. Maybe you're going to have the best time. Yeah. What if you did? Well, the very habitual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's a, a, a pattern. You're totally. You hear people say quite a lot, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. And you ask them, are you really? Actually, no, I'm feeling all right. It's just something I always say when... Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, we we lose our conscious awareness of our patterns. And when we do that, we have to be very careful. We can all fall into it. Oh, but doesn't matter what expert or not you exactly, are. Exactly, you know, exactly. We're human. Totally. So let's have a look at some supporting tips for building resilience. Number one, you could build and maintain supportive and positive relationships you could develop the capacity to make and implement realistic plans you could evaluate and affirm your strengths and your abilities and you could enrich skills in communication and problem solving and also you could learn greater self-control to manage strong feelings and impulses and I'm going to be going over those a little bit deeper a little later on. But what do you think about any of those that stand out to you, Danny? Hmm. Give me your last one again around L- impulses. Yeah, learn greater self-control to manage strong feelings and impulses. Mm, the knee-jerk reactions yeah. that we have. It's, it's noticing, yeah, noticing when we are emotionally triggered mm-hmm. and being very careful about that because that's when we're not really connected into, you know, our sort of reptilian brain goes into trigger and we're not employing our lovely wisdom that we have picked up. Giving yourself time, you know, and taking a step back from things is a really important thing, especially when you're triggered. Take 10 minutes, take 10 hours, take 10 days if you need it, but take a step back. Yeah, that has to become a learnt behaviour, I think, in today's society because everything is wanted yesterday. Yeah. And a lot of the time, the things that you need to do and the things that are needed to be done if Mm. you are employed, for example, Mm. are not actually on your timetable. You, there's a sense of control, but if someone's saying, I need that document yesterday, mm. if someone's mm. saying, can you get to X at this time, mm. 
It's either a yes or a no, of course. But <laughs> it, it is, it is. And yet I work with people a lot around, you know, the first book I wrote was on assertiveness. And, mm. and, and then we tap into that, the permission to push back. And it doesn't have to be a yes or a no. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Mm. We go into this binary thinking of, I have to do it all, or I can't do any of it. Instead of going, well, okay, so I could pick up, I could do that by the end of today, but I, I'm not going to be able to finish that until Friday afternoon or Monday morning. Mm. And having the the courage, I suppose, to have those conversations and push back. Our brain tends to think we're going to lose our jobs immediately if we push back. And, you know, we're not. Sometimes I think that those sort of pushing the fact that someone asks you for something like that, I often think it's because they haven't pushed back. Usually it's you like know, a chain. Yes, it, exactly. And someone needs to push back at some point. Exactly. And just as we are in our habitual behaviors and our patterns of reaction, so are other people and a lot of it is unconscious so we might be someone who unconsciously goes yeah i'll pick that up and i'll stay till 7 p.m to you you know to use this example yeah. um the person who puts that piece of work on your desk or throws it into your inbox that's their pattern and we always have to look at well am i being causal or am i being effect mm. and if i'm just being in effect or in reaction i need to move myself to a causal place a proactive place maybe i don't respond straight away yeah that's a boundary you know not there's very little that can't wait I agree. Tell it to someone who has a deadline. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we'll have a different world, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's talk about taking action. It's one thing talking about resilience, but how do you actually go about building it? Mm. I've got 10 steps here that I've put together that could be quite useful. And I'd love your input, Danny, mm, about what okay. you think. Um, Number one, how would it be if you became a, a part of a social like-minded group? Just to remind yourself that you're not alone. So sometimes hearing other people's experiences and how they've survived an incident and experience, it can really inspire and it can add strength to your own resolve. You can learn from their experiences and their challenges. Totally. Yeah, totally. And we have a wealth of resources, even if you don't yeah. have that social circle You've got TED Talks, you've got podcasts, you've got like Marie Folio's podcasts are amazing around all of this. Marie Folio, she is very good. She is amazing. And, <laughs> and she has such interesting guests on and they really yeah. address a lot of this stuff. So yeah. if you're in the absence of like-minded people or you feel a little vulnerable sharing it at this point, check out those resources. There's so much of it out there now. We're really lucky. You know, we can get it on our tablets or our iPhones in, a, in one little click. We can, and it's a funny thing you say that, and I'm thinking, yes, we're very lucky and fortunate, but at the same time, it's double-edged because people are wanting our time more and more. Mm. So then we're trying to fit this part of our self-professional personal development in yeah. to a schedule that becomes ever more busy yeah. because everything is accelerating. Yeah, it's 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 funny because I'm running this assertiveness course, which we talked about actually a couple of months ago. We did, yeah. And, and there is about half the group um, who... <laughs> who constantly say I, I haven't I haven't made the time to do the worksheets and I'm like <laughs> it's your first thing to do is make the time again we go into that binary mindset of oh I need to put an hour aside and I'm like you know five minutes a day five minutes it's compound there's a lot you can do in it permission and then we go to what's your habit around letting people encroach on your time and your personal boundary right. and that's with resilience I think that's your first port of call it's anyone's first port of call is am I am I holding my own space and has it got a boundary around it? Not to like close people out of mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. but you're aware of what you're letting in and when and why and, and actually when you're not as well. You're We are all allowed to push back. Yes, we are. So number two, a way that you can build your resilience is you could assist others in their time of need. 
I think there's nothing more actually empowering than coming away from yourself yeah. and serving someone else. Yeah, yeah. We learn we learn best what we teach. Yeah. So I love that one. Um, I think it's quite humbling as well when you help someone else and you'll learn what they need during their troubled times. And hopefully this will inform your own future experience. Um, it's, it's something that... <laughs> It worked at the time um, when I was working with children at um, Damilola Taylor Center mm. in Peckham. Yeah. Um, there were children there who were quite gregarious and they were out there and they'd be the ones who would be in the corner because they're always told off. And one of the things I realized that if I actually gave them a task to do that was about leadership mm. or was about directing something or mm -hmm. owning something, mm -hmm. wow, that energy was suddenly diverted in a completely different way. Well, they had something to do with it. Well, yeah. And it was wonderful. And it was great that the other children listened to them because they learned, that child learned how to use that energy in a positive way yeah. that wasn't undermining the rest of their peers. That's so nice. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. See, we, all, we always need to look to what the kids do yeah, as know. adults. <laughs> we, learn, we learn so much from young people. Completely. Do you know, I was uh, watching a program, a nature program yesterday on sloths. Oh. And uh, they are the, I believe that they are the most, uh, I've forgotten the word, uh, 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 something that will last forever, last for a long time. Right. With regards to creatures, animals, mm -hmm. uh, because they don't use much energy, they don't need to eat much mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And also, they have this moth that is on them that when it dies, it releases some kind of a green algae, which means that they become camouflaged in the trees so that they're not able to be eaten by the flying predators. And they move so slowly too. They move so, so slowly. Yeah. And if there is something about all they do is just go, and they just literally camouflage on a branch. Oh. And they don't go down to the floor anyway. No. Much. And they hang upside down with gravity. Yeah. When you watch them, you're thinking, my gosh, we could learn so much from them. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Kids and animals. <laughs> watch all the nature programs. I don't even know how I diverted into that, but it I was just about it. learning. So, uh, everyone just needs to hang upside down and have moths, stuff that grows green algae on them. Great. <laughs> so... <laughs> You can say something else. No. Okay. <laughs> Number Just three. taken by that image. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I can see it now. Uh, reframe your thoughts. Building resilience. Reframe your thoughts. What are the positive elements within your situation? How can you see good now and beyond the current challenge? Mm -hmm. Rather than just being in that moment thinking it's forever and it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, catastrophizing. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's a common, it's a common thing to catastrophize it's back to the perspective shift isn't it yes. or putting a new lens on it take a step back it ties in with what you were saying as well about helping other people because the minute we help other people we get perspective yeah it was the best advice my dad used to give me as a, as a child he would always say just take a step back take a few breaths you know and I can, I can hear his voice as I say that but you know what was great advice what did you think when he used to say it I used to roll my eyes and go oh right dad god <laughs> <sighs> you know as as any as any Teenager you know, yeah, does. As any rebellious child <laughs> tends to do. Yeah. But it stayed with me because he would say it regularly, you know, and that's that's one of the things that he does and it, it works really well for him. So I did, I did pick that up eventually. Mm. What can you learn from the situation? Question. Mm -hmm. That's number four. Mm -hmm. Life's about realizing that there will always be things that you can't control. 
So don't waste your time and your energy on those things. Focus on what you can be in charge of. And one thing you can be in charge of, as we know, is your emotions Mm -hmm. and your feelings. Mm -hmm. So start to practice focusing on how you positively respond to your life's challenges and the choices you make based on your feelings. Yeah, breathe. Yes, that's a start, isn't it? Well, you know, I've always thought that sound again it's one of those things people say just breathe and you think well is it really that simple and actually it is you know to breathe because breathe when you breathe you transition from one space to another yeah it's a transitional thing as as you well know with the work that you do yeah and I read a book by Gay Hendricks The Big Leap which I cannot recommend enough it's a fantastic book and he talks about how when fear takes hold of us and it paralyzes us and the, the only thing that will move fear it isn't kind of like diving into your fears or, you know, kind of sitting in a box of spiders if that's your fear. <laughs> what it is, is that you breathe. You just breathe because when you breathe, you will transcend through and you will move into a new territory. And when we're hijacked by emotions, that's a very practical, simple thing you can do in the heat of the moment. Yeah, definitely. It's people who have panic attacks, people who have yeah. asthma attacks, things like that. Yeah. Um, it's that parasympathetic nervous system, isn't it? It that is. just kind of doesn't kick in, not like a switch, but yeah. there's a transference like what you said. Yeah. I mean, how you breathe, obviously, when, when, with those examples you've, you've used, is depends on the person because they're different They're different things. But yes, to, to, to if you can move the breath, even if that you need assistance to do so. Yes, I was going to say that under guidance. Because uh, I'm asthmatic and sometimes it's like I need my thing yeah but um but yeah breathe and 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 just that calms your system down and then you can think properly let's go for a little break Welcome back. You are listening to Mind Your Business on Wandsworth Radio with me, Nicolette Wilson-Clark. I've got Danny Lucar in the studio. We're back, Danny. We are. <laughs> and we're talking hashtag resilience. So leading on from where I was, which was about how we're building resilience, what actions are we taking? Number five is be true to your expectations and your goals around a situation. Are they the same now that things have shifted? Are you moving with whatever has gone on? And practicing managing your goals so that you don't lose sight of them, because it's very easy to step away from what you actually wanted because something else, which is bright and shiny, has come up to distract you. And suddenly Mm. you think, I want that as well. So really staying on point. Question, how can whatever's happened, your experience, move you closer to, or what can you do to get closer to your goal, whatever it is? So really looking at it quite positively. Any thoughts, Danny? Yeah, it's a nice one that not to get you know pulled off point Mm. by something or distracted or lured away um and sometimes it's the opposite don't you think that sometimes something will happen and you're you can be so determined to no this is the path i was on and actually the 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 winds of change can pull you onto a different path and actually there's another thing there that, that is so much more the a path but out of sheer stubbornness we can push towards something that isn't flowing yeah so it's the permission to change your mind or the you know but i guess all of it is about being mindful like is this still am i on point do i still want this yeah actually has that changed have i noticed something new it's like that continual reassessment of what's going on yeah and owning it whatever it is yeah definitely it is it's like when you're balancing Mm. when you're balancing it doesn't stay the same your proprioceptions of your bottom of your feet or if it's your hands handstands you're constantly using you know the bits of your pads of your fingers to, to navigate your balance as you do with your feet but we're so used to 
as bipeds used to just standing up as adults if we've got that ability yeah and just walking and not thinking anything of it of how we balance yeah. ourselves and balance is lovely because in balance you need the flexibility yeah to to stay in these positions right that's what gives you the agility and that's what gives you the resilience physically yes. but also that applies mentally and, and to attitude so to allow the shift if you're you're less breakable if you're fixed you're much more breakable yeah completely and we'll talk about bamboo a bit later <laughs> so what might be holding you back from adjusting to your challenge and that's quite apt from what we were saying actually mm-hmm. you were using that example of someone who actually is like well no this is the path I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be on mm-hmm. that might have happened but I'm staying on this mm-hmm. so what's stopping you from shifting towards what is obviously where you're supposed to be going yeah question mark yeah name it remove it Mm -hmm. if it's supposed to be out of the way and then doing this will definitely reduce some of the stress and the barriers to change because that resistance that you're talking about it can really bring about stress it really can and there's also from what you're talking about there the honesty piece with yourself Mm. having having the the courage to look at it and be honest with yourself like okay that's all about my pride or my ego or that's because I've told everyone that that's what I'm going to achieve so I can't go back on it now whereas actually it might be well yeah but I've changed my mind now that my world has taken me in this direction so that honesty with yourself is key yeah I think so I think it's a wonderful thing to pick up on actually really Thank nice you. what do most people do when they're stressed due to a challenge they often reach for some kind of a crutch. We all do at some point. Mm-hmm. Or they keep fighting through until they burn out, until they can't go anymore. And for some, that happens right at the beginning because their resilience is like, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. And for others, they just keep going, keep going, but don't know when to stop and mm-hmm. to restore and to reflect. Mm-hmm. And it's recommended that, you know, when you're in that time, you do need to pause and you need to do something that, is nurturing something that actually honors you an activity an action that pleases you what would it be for you danny mine is well i've got a few mine is i either go to a gallery and look at lots of Mm. art or i listen to music or i go lift heavy weights (laughs) it's one of those usually that's a great way to recycle the body anyway yeah well they're they're all things that I massively enjoy doing so for me they're they replenish me in a different in a different way and they all teach me about perspective actually in their different ways you know going to a gallery or listening to music takes me takes my head into a different place okay which reminds me that actually the perspective I'm not being locked in with a situation might look like something else Mm. And then, you know, when I go train, that's a, that's a good way to move your energy around as well and to keep things in perspective. And it's a great stress buster. Yeah, most definitely. And that's that relationship you were talking about with the physical activity. Mm. It's really supporting the mental state. Definitely, definitely. And we can learn so much from sports psychology around right. resilience as well. Because, you know, when you were talking about either, you know, kind of keep going, keep going, keep going and then burning out. Mm. And of course, if you look at any any sporting event or anything that any any athlete would do, you would they would do a little bit of training and then they'd fuel properly and they'd rest properly and then they'd do a little bit more and that consistency and balance is what gives them the resilience physically so we could take all of that and put that into our emotions and our mental stuff we could and what i find so interesting is that we can relate to the coach and the performer the Mm -hmm action person Mm -hmm. but we find it really hard to even think about working with a coach for the mind yeah 
And yeah. that is, you know, where I'm at is let's change that. Let's totally. transition that. It's um, it's a major organ, just like everything else. It's yeah. a major part of the body. And there's so much judgment around that. And yet we need the most agility there than anywhere in this ever-changing, fast, fast, fast world. Yeah, if you do a lobotomy, nothing happens. You know, if you literally just detach... Mm. The, the the brain mm-hmm. that's it you're a cabbage yeah there's nothing happening yeah so why yeah. are we not looking after it because that's what's leading us yeah and it's an old stigma isn't it it's it an is. old stigma that we really need to shake i think it's changing it but is not, changing not fast enough i think it's changing which is really nice it's changing slightly from the top down but it's whether or not people are actually fi- it's not if where it's filtering to and who's mm. willing to take it on mm. that's the issue here exactly joe blogs the people who really need it mm-hmm. how is it getting to them yeah yeah absolutely accessibility yes so when you understand your feelings and your thoughts which is part of what we're talking about with this mind management you'll notice how your behavior positively changes it's essential to mentally work things out, to find clarity, decide on the best solutions, and to learn from your past experiences and use them to overcome anything that happens in the future as well, and the present. A great way to do this, but not everyone is up for this. And Danny quite rightly introduced this last week in the show, is journaling. Yeah, it's, it, I do not go through a day without journaling yeah but even if you do it a couple of times a week it's still great yeah it, it's, it's whatever serves you taking out of the brain and putting mm. on paper visually but it's the action it's yeah. the physical action of doing it's the physical it. action but actually you've also just said about visual and visualization mm. is enormous I, i've been working with this amazing mindset coach uh called tom foxley over the mm. last sort of six months mm. around uh, fitness training and and his work has gone into so much of what i do and two of the main things that he does is the gratitude at the end and the goals at the beginning of the day. And they really support. Mm, keeps it, your head in shape. Yes, because it's topping and tailing. It's like bookending. Exactly. Nice. So journaling, whether you're going to be doing it writing, whether it's in a diary style, whether it's audio, video, uh, poetry, stories, whatever you want to call it, label it journaling, um, it's a great way. It doesn't matter as long as you consider it as a tool for building your resilience. And it's also a lovely way to introduce and incorporate stillness into your world as well. Because it's it's highly unlikely you're going to be walking in the park whilst you're doing it. Maybe some people might do if they've got a dictaphone or something. But I think even with the walking, there's a sense of stillness because there's focus. Yeah, and and it's a way of carving out that space for yourself that we talked about earlier. Yeah, and that could be interpreted as the stillness, just carving out that time. Totally, totally. Great stuff. Now, number nine out of our 10, how do we build resilience, is be like bamboo. And we talked about this, being flexible Mm. whilst being strong. Yeah, huge, Having, having both vulnerability and strength. Yes, I think if you want to enrich your resilience, this is very much a key component. Keep, keep, your emo- keep your emotions in check. So really check your emotions with awareness so that you can detach yourself, so that you can see what's really going on. And just to emphasize, it doesn't mean don't feel. I'm not saying don't feel. I'm just don't become so attached to the feeling. You know, become aware of it, but don't let it dictate where, how you're acting and how you react, if that's the case. Gain perspective 
realize that what has happened in the past and the present are all merely experiences and they're experiences to use as resources for the future, for your present and to share with others as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's that strength, isn't it? It's hold, holding your goals in place, holding your sense of self in place. Yes. And yet the flexibility is allowing those to move in response to what's happening around you. So it's an internal attention and an external attention in balance. I was going to say in balance, yeah. which is really lovely. And these are all essential perspectives to consider for when you're building resilience. And our last one is practice problem solving and forming relationships and this is one of the points that I was making initially about how we can start to build resilience it's about this thing that realizing that resilience is very much actually about problem solving yeah and you you won't ever see I haven't in my lifetime but I haven't lived to 100 you won't ever see a seasoned resilient person being a victim have you ever come across Totally. No, you you won't because there's there's only ever, okay, what can I do about that then? Completely. Instead, they're going to be calculating, they're going to be finding solutions which don't need to be perfect. And that is something I really want to emphasize. Mm. It's not about looking for the perfect solution that's right or wrong. It's about just taking action and finding something that's going to move you from where you are. Yeah, I, was, I want to add to that actually mm. because quite often people will try to solve the whole thing. And that can be incredibly frustrating and it's not always possible. Mm. So if you give yourself the thing of, I just need to move this forward, even if it's just a tiny bit, that is a massive, a massive win. And asking your question, you know, where am I now? How would I ideally like that to look? What's the stuff that's in the way? Is there anything I can do with any of that? And then you can start to problem solve and bust your way through it and be proactive rather than sitting there feeling like everything's happening to you and you're just you know apathetically sat there yeah and I think that's the why I like the word shift because mm. when I think of shift I don't think I've got to get there in one go yeah I think of little incremental steps and a push and mm-hmm. a pu- and a pull mm-hmm. and a, you know it's just a little thing mm-hmm. that just takes you away from the point you were at and that's where you get sustainable changes is it by doing little things consistently you Mm. won't get sustainability of of resilience if you just do one big push so how how could you practice on friends how could you help them problem solve how could you practice on family members how can you practice on your own situation so that you can move yourself or the people around you the people you care about forwards just realistically as well let's put it into perspective resilient people are emotionally connected to others and they're able to bounce back and ask for help if and when they need it because of the positive relationships that they're building and i think you need to nurture your relationships outside of challenging times for those resilient times Mm, nice asking for help the stronger person asks for help they do and it's not an easy thing especially if you're a giver Mm -hmm. if you're someone who's constantly serving asking for help it's it's not something you're, you're familiar with authentically openly i say that i find it very hard mm. what about yeah. you i find it easier than i used to okay. i used to be very much the like i could do it i'm fine leave me alone i could do it on my own and and actually it was one of the best things i started to do was like is anyone around to help me paint my house you know <laughs> it was a simple thing that i asked quite recently and loads of friends were like yeah we'll come and help Bye. and it was so easy and it, it was so good when they came around to do that for example that i was like why did i not ask for this sooner yeah. so people people want to help amanda palmer talks about this in her ted talk you know the um 
Ah, The Art of Asking. And okay. she wrote the book as well. And and actually, that's a great thing to check out. I mean, she talks about it in relation to the music industry, but mm. actually it applies to anything. And it's if you ask for help, people want to help. They do, actually. People do actually want to give. Yeah. Irrespective of where we yeah. think we are in society. Let them help you. I think that's her thing that she says. She says, like, you, it's not for you to deny people their want to help you. Yeah, like, they want to help, let them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's that's lovely. It is lovely. Um, I'm learning. And um, I, there is a process before it actually happens. Mm-hmm. But I navigate through it and I get to the outcome, which is ask for help. And that's yeah. all that matters. So I ask for help now. <laughs> it's it. It's all a learning. It's all progress over perfection, right? It is, definitely. Now, we're coming to the end of the show today. I know. And here it is again. And there's so much that I want to continue chatting about. Um, oh, there's so much to talk about with resilience. There's so, so much. I wonder, Danny, is there anything that you would want to close the show with that my listeners could move away with and hold on to, whether it encapsulates stuff that we've talked about or it's something that's just popped up and you just thought about now, actually, I'd mm. like to add that in. The thing that has popped up for me is the is the what something I do when I've been hit by something and thought oh no what do I do with this is come on you're a grown woman you can deal with this <laughs> you know you're an adult you can deal with this it's not going to break you yeah you can deal with it what do we need to do that reminder of self and almost like a little mantra of like you can do this mm. you can handle this you've got this you know you've, you've you've got it and it's a really nice thing to say to other people as well as you've got this that's quite lovely. It reminds me of transactional analysis. You yes. Know, where, yeah, yeah so absolutely. In, you get into the adult state. Get into the adult state and you don't get pulled into the Cartman drama triangle as well, which is obviously, for those of you who, who don't know it, victim, rescuer, persecutor, and we get very locked in that triangle of drama. And sometimes to just step out and be like, it's okay, I'm a responsible adult, I can handle this. I don't have to play games. You know, I don't have to play out a drama because life is much more interesting without the drama funnily enough it sounds like it sounds like it's the opposite but it's not it's once you step away from drama then you really engage with life well yes of course because drama is a distraction it's also an addiction isn't it but it's 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 quite toxic so if we can step out of that and give ourselves the you know adult thing of man up woman up whatever up whatever whatever terminology fits you then you can start to realize what you're capable of and it's always more than you think it is always more than you think and I think if you start with that I am more than I think then that is a great starting place when you feel like you're less than you are yeah you are enough you back are to that enough. mantra right yeah, you're enough I am enough and any kind of dear listener any kind of I am mantra you know when you're feeling just a little bit something that's not you it's an interpretation that you've decided is you right now. Just saying to yourself, I am whatever it is you want to be. I am patient. I am loving. I am productive. And just saying mm-hmm. it as a mantra because you start to live it because of the energy, because of the beautiful nerves on the tongue. That It's just, oh, it's a wonderful process. Yeah. So, um, Mantras are really good when things get tricky. They, they help are. with resilience, usually. They are. They are. Okay, we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you very much for listening. Do connect with me if something is on your mind at embodiedentrepreneur.co.uk. And you can listen to this week's podcast within seven days uh, on Mixcloud Embodied Entrepreneur. And I really look forward to being with you for the last week of resilience and self-esteem next week. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Share the love and follow me on Mixcloud Embodied Entrepreneur. Bye for now. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Hey, I'm singer-songwriter Byron Gold, and you're listening to Mind Your Business with Nicolette Wilson-Clark, master coach to creative hey, entrepreneurs. I'm getting away the motion.